guys, it's Caroline. And this is Bree. And Ryan is here. We're with Ryan today. Oh, we're recording now? <laughs> I, I know, know she does that, I know. She catches you off guard. I didn't know we were recording. <laughs> I do it because I try to make it so there's more a natural intro. This is Blended, a family podcast with me, Bree. And me, Caroline. Just two mamas who chose to make our blended family thrive. We share stories, pump up step-parents, root for positive blended family dynamics. And through it all, we get to lead with grace, heal, learn, and grow. Hey guys, it's Bree, and on today's episode of Blended, we sit down with Ryan and ask some cool questions. Ryan's my ex-husband, and we get his take on our co-parenting journey. Sit back and enjoy this episode of Blended. There's no doubt everyone loves true crime podcasts these days, and there's a new podcast that you will want to add to your playlist, Murder Mondays. Host Nicole Simmons travels and interviews victims and families of murderers in South Carolina. She's a small-town girl who's a wife and business owner, and Murder Mondays is a passion project for her. She brings you the facts and personal stories of the people affected by the most heinous crimes in South Carolina. If you enjoy true crime podcast, Murder Mondays is for you. Murder Mondays with your host, Nicole Cole Simmons, available on Anchor, Apple Podcast, Spotify, and other podcast players. Add Murder Mondays with Nicole Simmons to your playlist right now. Hey guys, it's Caroline. And it's Bree. And we're here with... Ryan! The man of the hour. <laughs> That's me. Or really, Bree's ex-husband and my current I feel yes. like I'm on an episode of Between Two Ferns. Literally Between Two Ferns. Take <laughs> the picture. Bree's on one side, Caroline's on the other, and Ryan's sitting in the And we only side. have one microphone that we have to huddle over. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you have to get closer. Oh, I have to get closer. Okay. <laughs> I want people to hear you. I'm scooting in. So, you, you uh, listeners out there, I have a boot on, so it's hard for me to move anywhere. It's all right. So, today really we just want to introduce you, the dad of Cheyenne, ask you some harder questions, and um, and then another episode we decided we're going to dive deeper with you and some other things. But I thought I would start with the best question first. Wait, I thought we were doing easy questions. <laughs> they kind of are. Okay, so here's the first one. How do you feel about your wife and your ex-wife being besties? Oh, gosh. Um... <laughs> If you would have asked me this 10 years ago, I would have been like, uh-oh. This, <laughs> this isn't normal. I come from a family. My mother is divorced three times. My father is divorced twice. Um, so getting along with an ex is kind of taboo um, in my household. Um, but now it's actually pretty great. Um, it was a little awkward at first. Um <laughs> Um, what was the most awkward part for you? Why does it make it awkward? Is it because the movies and people told you that it would be awkward? Or, like, was there something that we were actively or inactively doing that was making it awkward? I don't know. It just seemed like it was just natural to always just not get along with the other party. And, and I feel like that's just the way... Um, Society tells you. Yeah. That's that's, how, we talked a lot about that earlier in another podcast. 
Um, <clears throat> kind of how the cookie crumbles in America, but it doesn't have to be that way, and it's been a journey that I've been enjoying. I remember the first time you like complimented us. It was like, yeah, they hash out the schedule, and I'm so happy about it because that's like one of his weaknesses, our yeah. strengths. And I remember like the first time, like you, it was like a compliment, and you were like bragging about us to someone else. And you knew we were doing about great. scheduling. Oh, yeah, I'm really bad at scheduling. I'm extremely spontaneous. Oh yeah. You're my. Oh my gosh! Can you calendar. imagine trying to have any kind of child custody agreement if? You weren't, and if you weren't in the picture with Ryan, like me and Ryan having to try to do that on our own, like Ryan, you want to do this this weekend? No, <laughs> no, Bob, I'm gonna be doing something, you know, crazy this weekend. So can I get her the next weekend? It would just be, you We'd know, still a seat of the pants. Be going through separation. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> You're probably still trying to be figuring out how this divorce thing works. That's right. That's right. All right, Bree, you should ask um, that hard one that you had. Um, is it the one I was talking about? Yeah. Our differences. So we talk a lot on this podcast about like what makes our story so unique is that we're so blended. There's so many different differences and we just blend it together. We make it work. So in um, my own curiosity and for the sake of the podcast, I'm curious if there is one uh, blended aspect or difference between the two lifestyles, the two families, whatever, um, that you like what's one aspect what blended aspect do you find is really cool in our dynamic that okay i know that when cheyenne's over at that house she's doing this but not here does that make sense it does okay uh i find it cool that cheyenne really can't get away with anything (laughs) Um, because she tries she's she's of my blood so Uh, one thing that I was really good at as a childhood was kind of manipulating both my parents, and I got away with murder because I was able to do that. Yeah. Looking back, I got in more trouble than I needed to. Um, and Cheyenne doesn't have that opportunity um, because we have such open dialogue between the two families. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, she we just put a, a lock on her phone where she's got a, a two-hour limit, and... Which isn't working, you know, by the way. Yeah. Like, what is no, it's not working. It is working. I just haven't gone in there and fixed it, fixed yeah. it since, yeah. uh, since, um, it was, yeah, since yeah. y'all added the hours on there. But anyways, that's just one example. Um, she gets in trouble at school. Uh, we even have one email that we use for school. So the teacher mm-hmm. just sends out an email that goes to... Which but is like very all four parents have access. Yeah. And I remember like at open house, I was like giving a card to each teacher. Like this is the email. You should have like, business cards for wow. Cheyenne. Wow. <laughs> I'm making it. Good okay, idea. I like it. I like it. make I like business cards for Cheyenne. Um, we talked about this earlier in a podcast too. There was one time you're at the mall with Cheyenne and um, a set of friends. I don't know. Lake? Does Lake have... Do they have friends or something? Oh, yeah. Or Lake and Ashley. Okay. So you guys are on the wall, and Shai calls me and says, Mom, I'm going to get a third piercing in my ear, okay? And I'm like, huh? Like, no? Wait, who are you with? You know, I'm like trying to get the whole story, because she is very good at that. She's very... Let me blaze over the details real quick and get you on board. And so I go, let me talk to your father. And you get on the phone, you're like, yeah, third hole. I go, so you think a third hole in our kid's ear sounds like a good idea? And you're like... No, like, no, that's it. no, that's not how it happened at all. That's not what? how it happened at all. We were in the Disney store at the mall, and Cheyenne goes, "Oh, by the way, Mom said I can get a third oh, piercing in my ear," and I was like, "I don't know if I'm okay with that." And she's like, "Well, Mom said I was. Don't not be the cool parent, Dad." And so that's when we got you on the phone, and so once you said it was no, I was like. Yeah, we're in agreement See, here. So this, we both said no. It was 
like, why are we having this co- Like, it made sense that we were, we're touching base, but at the same time, like, see, we see. were on the same page. Holding but didn't right? Grandma Mom go and take her to get her second hole? She tried to manipulate the system again. She, she, Grandma Mom did, yes. Yeah, but yeah. we did ask permission. Oh, yeah, 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 we all yeah, had a conversation about that. But she, yeah, she'll find anybody. By the time, a... hopefully Cheyenne never goes to prison or anything. But <laughs> if she does, she'll probably figure out how to manipulate her way out. Yeah, she'll be running the place, <laughs> that's for sure. All okay, right, wait, so going back to that, I love that it's that she can't get away with anything. Um, but as far as going back to blended uh, concept, is there any one particular blended concept that concerns you? That you feel like maybe... Well, I know Breeze just has this different lifestyle, and um, I you stay on top of it, or you just kind of check in on Cheyenne about it. No, I mean I think at at first um, when Chase came into the picture, I was you know nervous about it, but Chase ended up turning out to be a great guy. I mean mm-hmm. he and I get along very well, um, and I know that Cheyenne's got a good father figure um, mm-hmm. down there uh, where y'all live. Um, we come, I think we have different religious sides of things. Um, I'm Christian, mm-hmm. um, and I don't know what you believe in. I figured that would come up. <laughs> um, I kind of figured um, that would be your answer. I think you're more actually. of a, a, a natural world. Yeah. Um, religion. So there's kind of the differences there, but, you know. I like that It doesn't so bother me. It doesn't bother me too much because I know that she has her Christian roots. Um, ultimately, it's her decision. You know, yeah. as a Christian, obviously, I would love her to, um, you know, follow in the teachings of Jesus yeah. and whatnot. But also, I'm a big fan of nature. I mean, for me, one of my biggest ways that I worship is in nature. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not like one to go and sing hymns, and that's not or be a theological yeah. type of worshiper. Yeah. I, I find more God out in nature than I do yeah. in a church. Well, and if it puts you at ease, um, although I'm not religious, like, I do think we're just all, have the same end goal. We're just all Mm -hmm. kind of talking a different language, if that makes you feel better. So I do still have the same um, end goal and the same values in place for her, you know. Um, She has good morals no matter what house she's at, but you're right. I think that there is a difference in the religion aspect and... It doesn't concern me at all, but I'm glad to know that it's something that is on your mind, but doesn't seem to. Yeah, as long worry as we're all, <laughs> as, as long as we're all not like Satan worshippers. No, like, yeah, starting no. some like. We're crazy still like kumbaya with each other. Think about it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, what is a positive co-parenting moment mm. that you remember? What's a good one? Good memory. If you had all your co-parent moments on a reel in front of you, what would be? Oh gosh. A um, for you? I mean, when we would all meet at Cracker Barrel, that was always fun, sitting there waiting at the, the tables, whether we were eating there or not, we would use the Cracker Barrel uh, checkerboard yeah, set. Yeah. Um, or like if, um, I don't know, you had to go, some of the kids had to go and I'm sitting there holding one of your babies yeah. that I didn't contribute to. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't bother me. I mean... It just um, feels like one thing. Yeah, it just feels like and one And they big, come to each family. other. I remember only Clementine would cry. When I was yeah. Like, and it was only like one time. But if Clementine sees Ryan, she runs she right into his home. arms. And, Ryan's other day. Yeah. yeah. And we'll talk about family. And all of my kids have always said, and Brody, and say, like, it, like even though, of course, me as an adult, yeah, of course, they're my family. Yes, whatever. I'm, I don't mention them, just like I don't mention my nieces and nephews. But my kids will sit there and be like, and Cheyenne's other dad? And Cheyenne's other mom? I'm like, oh, you're forgetting people. <laughs> oh, you're right. Yes. You know, and so it's really 
um, I think a testament to us of how well we've instilled it into all the siblings. Another another fun memory was when we went to uh, it was your birthday party in the backyard, <laughs> and there your parents and you made were, a toast. Your parents <laughs> did I? I did <laughs> make you it. You made a toast on my thirtieth birthday. And. Uh, your parents were just going grass, so it was hay everywhere on the floor. <laughs> um, or maybe that was just part of the ambiance. No, they had the... just laid sod, and so you don't ruin the yeah. sod, so you do, like, yeah, hay grass. down. I mean, it helps. But your, your dad right. shows up with this, like, jug of moonshine. <laughs> And he's just one shot. I mean, your dad will definitely out drink me because I, I was like shooting him behind my head, like turn my head sideways, <laughs> just dump it into the grass. Let me tell like, you about that. You I, weren't the only person because there was also like a Charleston coroner there. There was a Charleston um, district attorney there, Berkeley district, and they were all like, "Okay, Bob, thanks." <laughs> This guy is amazing, but I'm not hit by the <laughs> Oh, man. I think, I think Bob could have caught on fire that night. <laughs> that, was, that was such a good night. It was. And um, that night, the, a month later, you were pregnant with my <laughs> My mom really knows how to throw a party, okay? <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, no, that was a good moment. That was, and one that I shared earlier because we asked the same question, like one of our highlights of was... Um, the zoo, the year we like exchanged at the zoo at Christmas time, and you guys uh, announced that you were pregnant with Sadie to me. Oh, yeah. yeah, we all did the Christmas lights. You know yeah. what? We have to do the Christmas lights this year. I know, that was really cool. Because then COVID hit and we haven't done it again. No. And, and it makes the trip driving back and forth worth it. Like there was more to yeah. the drop off. Like it was. Yeah, do something cool. Maybe not light, but something else. Yeah. Hey y'all, it's Cheyenne here from the podcast Blended. You know, the reason why my mother and stepmother are best friends. We absolutely love sharing our life's journey with y'all. Speaking of sharing, did you know that my stepmother Caroline is a mortgage lender with Geneva Financial? She would love to help you purchase a new home, refinance your existing home, or even help with a cash out refinance. Our family would love to work for you. Simply reach out to Caroline at carolines at genevafi.com. That's Caroline with an S at G-E-N-E-V-A-F-I dot com. Copyright 2022, Geneva Financial, LLC, NMLS, number 42056. All loans subject to qualifying factors. Not all applicants will qualify. Equal housing lending, Arizona, BK number 09102154. Full terms and privacy notice at GenevaFi.com. homeschooling mm-hmm. and then when COVID came around it really forced her to do more homeschooling I think longer than she wanted to mm-hmm. um, and uh, she was really wanting to get back into school and I, I, from my understanding of it is when you guys moved across it's kind of away from everything yeah and with yeah. you guys have like the super super little ones it'd really be hard to go back to school as opposed to doing the homeschooling it just worked out so well yeah so she was able to come here and go back to school and 
get involved with sports and yeah. this and that. So, and you know, she told me she said, I just you know I spent so much. She's like, I just wanted to get to know you better. Yeah, she says that a lot, and I have like part of me wants to sit down and remind her like, okay, when we initially went over the custody agreement, it was just us trying to survive. Essentially, like we're I'm surviving my own for the first time after a year and some change, and you're surviving on your own for the first time outside the military. So initially, we were setting up our custody just in survival mode. I mean, it really was. Yeah, you gotta. You're so young. Yeah, you gotta stay with your mom majority of the time. But we we did what we could to um, do every other weekend. But yeah, now that she's at an age that she can appreciate a bond with you. Yeah, that makes so much more sense. But it makes me cringe when she's like, ah, you didn't give me time to know my dad early on. Okay, but how much were you going to get to know him at three? Like, what conversations about worldly views were you going to have at three? We were trying to make it work to get to a good daycare or to a good, stable enough life so that we could bring in an income and a routine and a bedtime. Like, that's what we were focused on at three. That's not how I remember. I mean, I think... In the, the custody arrangement that I had, I had I you have awarded me a lot more time to see her than what was actually drawn up on paper. You're talking about the from the initial yeah yes, from the initial okay. agreement because that so, was like a so a template that we went based off like that's what we didn't like we talked about it but we didn't change anything in the very initial mock up right okay I just want to make that clear. right yeah. no <laughs> no what I'm saying is that if she if something come up and like, hey, we're you know we're gonna go I'm trying to think of an example on somebody on somebody's no like something she would go to like it's so and so's birthday or Grandpa Kevin's oh, coming okay, into okay, town uh-huh. like even though it wasn't legally my week to have her or weekend to have her um, we were always very you know yes Gumby yeah like, we yeah. could mold to you know and I'd make sure to like be there at the drop off because I want to see your dad like your dad was a big part of my life too and like yeah. You know, you know, but the things that were different for me, you know, between Sadie and Cheyenne is like every night here, I read Sadie book, Sadie books. I put her down to bed, you know, and like that I didn't really have with Cheyenne at yeah. that young, young age. Yeah. Which Ooh, I got. remember one. I remember Brody's first haircut, and my mom gave it to Brody, and she to this day says it was like the heartbreak. And Ryan broke down and cried. He was like, I miss Cheyenne's first haircut, and now I miss my son. So now that time, you didn't know we are going to have another oh, child. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, but that was the first time where I was like, oh, like, yeah, he did miss that. And it, it wasn't anything, you know, you had to go get her a haircut. Yeah. But, you know, you do miss her first yeah. dentist appointment. And that's where I think that we do so well, and I appreciate how much we communicate on those things now. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, because at one point, they were sore subjects, like... Cutting yeah. hair, coloring hair, you know, things you like know that. You know what? If I was anything I could tell a family going through blended family now, if you have a, gl- like, a little glimpse in your head, like, I wonder if I should include the other do hair. It. Always Call ask. Them, ask do it. Them. Yep. Yeah. Like, yeah. hey, yeah. like, I'm going to go do her first haircut. Let's, do you want to come over and read books for bedtime today? Yeah. And all those things, like, just including, and we should have done that more when you guys live closer, you know, now that you guys, like, yeah. live so far away, we, we think of it, but, like. But, you know, we always did that. Like, yeah, there, it might not have been goodnight stories, but there were gymnastic tryouts. And there was um, hospital, emergency hospital. Oh, and you would call yes. me. I'd be like, I'm, I'm coming there. I'm, I'm coming. And we'd meet you in the emergency room. You know? So, there. yeah, I know that day-to-day 
um, bonding was there, but there'll never be a time where Cheyenne, I can't think of a time that Cheyenne will ever sit back and be like, that really monumental thing in my life, nobody was there for it. Right? She's going she's so to be like, it was crowded at all my monumental events. Like, that, so I don't feel like, yeah. sometimes like she'll voice those things. I don't want you, like I try not to get my feelings hurt, but I don't want you to get your feelings hurt because I don't think that that's, it's not that she feels like she's missing out on stories from you or anything, or that she missed out on 13 years of you. I think she's just so glad that she's getting the time she is now. You know what I mean? But there's a lot to say for, for you at this time being humble enough to, like, take the step back. I mean, that's painful and all. And I remember, like, going through it, and, and you said in another podcast, like, thank you for always considering my feelings. I remember, like, Cheyenne coming to us and having a conversation with Ryan of, like, I don't know how I'm going to voice this to Brie. Like, how do we ask her? I'm always surprised people have such a hard time talking to me about things. So I feel like my... Reactions are always perfect. <laughs> well, no, no, that's not true. So no, I've come a long way. But, um, but like, no, I, I just feel like yeah. if someone came to like me and told me like my my child wants yeah. a, a different home, like it hurt. Yeah, and but she was gonna turn out. She brought up some really good points. This wasn't just because. Well, I want to go live with mom and dad because they let me walk to the coffee shop by myself and buy vanilla cappuccinos. And it wasn't like it was never about those things. It was. I want to go to a school where I'm seeing my friends every day. I want to live in a where I can ride my bike on the street, you know, and, and that made sense to me. Sorry that we have that and we don't now, but that's okay. Like, that's not what me and dad want right now. So we're, we're going to continue on and, and she can adapt into both, you know. All right. So is there anything that you wish that you did differently, like during the divorce part and the like child custody? Cause it wasn't really like, it's more about child custody. Is there anything that you wish yeah. that you did differently? No. Uh, well, I wish I never hired uh, my first attorney. <laughs> that dude was a joke, and, and it was pretty funny because later I went to go become a, when I became a police officer. He like called me in for this meeting. And he was like, "Hey, man, um, can you hand out my business cards like when you arrest people?" <laughs> like, oh. you know, I, I legally can't do that, and you legally can't ask me that. So that was kind of. Um, (laughs) it was kind of a shocker Uh, no this was for like legal (laughs) people that I like arrested for DUI or something like that so so, that was kind of a shocker I thought that was nice networking (laughs) Ryan is there anything like specific a specific like text message you sent or something like you said um, that you wish you could like take back during there wasn't, there isn't one that she's yeah, like, oh, I, yeah. I no, no, like no, no, Y'all are digging at me here. Both of y'all hands on the table. No. Staring at me. Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, I wish I was definitely kinder at the beginning of all of it. Um, I think it just goes back to, I don't know, it was kind of like, you had to be angry and blah, 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 blah. And there's so many times where I was like, why am I even upset or mm. making a big deal out of this? Um. Any like particular time? I mean, our fight that we got in at Walmart um, when we were still married. Um, oh my God! What was that? I don't. I don't know. The what one that was. sent you to your grandma's in North Carolina. Oh my God! Remind me of this. No. Do I remember that? Oh God. Okay. I, let me let me start with before you say this. So you feel better about any past hurts that you're bringing up? There's so much I don't remember because I. 
I really have put it so far in the past because I've given you the benefit of the doubt that you have changed. Like those things don't affect me as much anymore, but it is always yeah. helpful and healing to go over them. Well, looking back at it now, I think it was definitely some like, um, what do you call it? Post. Oh, um. Depression. Uh, when you have postnatal baby blues. Baby okay. Blue. It was okay. called baby blues. Yeah. Um, we were going through a lot, moving, uh, the stress of that, the stress of um, being financially strapped for money. And we went to Walmart and we're like, hey, let's try to lose like the baby weight or something like that. And um, so we went to Walmart oh and we're God. going, you remember this? <laughs> yes. Okay, <laughs> and, keep going. And don't worry, Caroline does the same thing. And I think it's just an American culture thing where it's like everybody wants that quick, easy pill. So we're sitting there on the line and... Uh, or in, not a line, in the uh, aisle. And we're looking at things, and I'm like, let's just get like a soccer ball, run, do some like actual physical activity where we're going to burn calories by movement. Um, that just, to me, has always been a simple equation. Yeah. But you're like, no, I got this belly band thing that I'm just going to squeeze on my belly, and it magically burns weight. And I'm like, that doesn't work. Like, that's just a... <laughs> somebody's get rich scheme like gimmick and this and that and uh and you got so mad at me and you're like you're like Hormones. so what are you trying to say I'm fat or something like that and I was like I'm just saying that that's not working and you're like no you're saying I'm fat and then I finally I was like yes I'm saying that you're fat and I want you to like I remember just that. to like let it's been six months since Cheyenne was born like let's start getting active again this and that because this wasn't just at Walmart this went into the where we were staying too. This yes. was back home with us. I remember. Oh, it went back home with yeah, us. Yeah, I remember. You that. like stormed off, and like, of course, this lady comes around in a grocery cart and gave me like the death stare. <laughs> <laughs> you called here. Uh, she does So like, we left. We as soon as we got home, you like packed your bags and um, went to uh, your grandma's up in North Carolina. Yeah. So, yeah, that was something I definitely regret doing that because later, um, when Caroline had Brody and Cheyenne. Or on and Sadie, it was definitely like okay, maybe I should just like <laughs> just stay. Maybe off. this wasn't just, just me. Stay, stay off that topic. Yeah, yeah. You're welcome. But she, but she did buy a belly band. <laughs> Mine's the sweet sweat. The, I do. I have a sweet sweat too. But I'm kind of talking like the corset things. That it was, like was a bad for a while. I tried to be. It was no. It was like a sweet set, sweat. Sweet sweat. It was like a waist trimmer. So it had the like the whalebone and it had the sweat thermogenic layered head. I mean it had everything and I was gonna pair it with probably some diet pill and like yeah like I had a plan yeah I knew what I was doing <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so I, I you know I was sitting here listening to the story like no, no <laughs> he, he did, did not it, do it. <laughs> but that I, just goes to show something that we talk a lot about is how young we were like yeah. we really were just learning about ourselves having to coincide with somebody else like that's so rough and I think too a lot of it comes of how my character developed and has come growing up I grew up with very strong sisters and a very strong independent oh, mother gosh, yeah. I mean my mother ran away at 14 and basically raised herself in Florida um, you know her whole life and and Jody, you know, had her hardships and whatnot, and they're just very tough, independent women. Like, and I, and I feel sorry for anybody that like double crosses any of them because 
they will they won't hesitate to be like, well, you know, can you come bail me out of jail? Because I <laughs> jacked this lady in the jaw. I mean, I remember my mom like shoving a grocery cart in the hood of somebody's car because she saw her spot. So I'm saying all that to yeah, say yeah, this yeah. is like, to me, like I don't, I've developed this lack of empathy. Okay. Like, I yeah. don't have empathy, and it's not that I don't want to be empathetic. It's that it wasn't how I was raised. I was always like you're never going to be a Marine. You can never be a cop. You can never do all these things. And I think I spent so much of my life accomplishing things just out of pure spite. Yeah, just because somebody told you you couldn't do it. Yes. Yeah. And so... fight that voice in your head your whole life. And so, like, when it when it comes to, like, going to, like, the baby weight loss thing, I just want to be like, strap your damn boots on and let's go run. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not that we're running in boots, but... Yeah. Like, you <laughs> but just want to change like, the mindset. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, so, and so it's hard for me to have that, that empathetic side... Um, and even with the kids sometimes, I mean, sometimes I'm pretty tough and hard on the kids, but... Sometimes just, I think that comes from your military background, because Chase is the same way, too, and then he's the same way. What do you mean you want to lose weight? So let's boil chicken and hit feet to pavement. Like, let's go. And I'm like, no, I want a belly band. But that's also an American, like, culture. Like, we're taught yeah. that. Yeah. But, but the world is not, you know, as much as everybody would love this world to be like, you know you know, rainbows and unicorn farts. It's not that way. I mean, it can be, you know, you surround yourself with that good people, but yeah, you know, unfortunately the, the way the world works is he or she who has the bigger stick has control. And so if you have the bigger stick and you happen to be somebody that's like a really shitty person, like, like Hitler, like yeah. that's a, it's, <laughs> it's pretty bad, you know, but yeah. like if, you know, you're America and you have, you know, the best military in the world and you have at least somewhat of a, a moral code, which, you know, I wish we had, like it was you know, back in the, our grandparents' generation. Yeah. Um, so it's preparing the kids to go out into that world because that's reality. You know, we, I sat down with Cheyenne the other day and um, I can't remember how it was brought up, but she was like, well, somebody should just pay that. You know, that, that should be free or this should be free. And I'm like, why should it be free? And we talk about, uh, so I said, okay, name one thing in this room that should be, that's free, yeah. you know, and, and one of the things we brought up was like the vegetables and fruits that she's saying from your house, oh. right? And I'm like, and she's like, well, that's free. And I'm like, not really. Yeah. I'm like, that, that came out of the soil that your parents have, are paying on. Yeah. Like that costs something. Everything has a price tag yeah. to it. And if it's free, that just means somebody else had to pay for it. Yeah. Um, so, you know, even like the whole student loan forgiveness thing sounds so great, but some it's getting passed Sorry, on yeah. to the tax dollars and the people that already paid off their student loans doing the responsible thing. So, so um, I think sorry. that's the important thing of what we're Tangent. doing here anyways, though, like, as the world out there is burning, like, we're, we do have a bubble of sunshine yeah. and we could be all four of us as a collective going through a hard financial time, a hard spiritual time, a hard anything time and we're still setting up this solid foundation for Cheyenne. I mean Cheyenne's seeing these things unfold in the real world, she's seeing the things unfold here at both homes and she's piecing it together and she's seeing us do it in a humble oh, yeah. way with a very high moral compass. And it and and like how fast we're all of a sudden transitioning into being our parents. Oh yeah. That shocking to me. <laughs> I the other day I'm sitting there thinking I remember when I bought my dad his fortieth birthday card at 
Spencer's gifts in, in the mall <laughs> and uh, it's not in California. Yeah. And uh, I was like, man, that seems like yesterday. And I'm like, shoot, the kids. I'm only a couple years away from the kids buying me my 40th birthday card wow. uh, over the hill card. I'm like, when did that even happen? And I'm sitting in class, college class right now, and I'm looking at these kids. And I'm like, I legally could be your dad. <laughs> <laughs> not legally, but like, yeah. You know, they're 19 years old, and I'm 36 years old, you know, yeah. so it's just kind of a weird feeling. And all my friends at the college are all professors. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so. that's true. So I want to say something to you. Like, you were talking about how you had just so much lack of empathy, um, but I see so much empathy in you now, like, in our marriage for other kids that are in um, hardships and yeah. You know those kids in the back room with hardship? Yeah. You know what? It's like, awful. I guess it's part of our dynamic. <laughs> kids came home from school. You might hear them for a little bit. So what would be some advice you'd give to a friend who come to you and say, listen, I'm going through this same thing. Think about the very beginning and how you might have felt like, I'm afraid she might not let me have my kid. I'm afraid I'm doing this wrong. I'm afraid I'm not. You know, what would you give somebody your age, your, your same situation? I guess not um, <laughs> in a divorced life it's almost like you're still living by the rules of being married mm-hmm. um, for instance that. choose your battles wisely mm-hmm. not everything needs to be a battle um, happy ex-wife happy life <laughs> <laughs> yeah I like that I, I mean like it's funny but like I think it should be happy spouse I think we should make t-shirts <laughs> <laughs> Happy spouse, happy ex-house. I don't know, but like it was, I think it's was put a lot of emphasis on keeping me happy, and I felt like I was doing the same with you, and we weren't communicating that to each other. Does that make sense? Yeah. We talked about that in the episode before. But also, but there's the big key to that, though, is because if you just are like, I'm not even going to choose that battle, and it's not expressed or ever talked about, it's just going to build and build and build and build and build, and then you're going to... You know, you have that, um, that's what I'm looking for, uh, resentment mm-hmm. that you have, so. Animosity, resentment, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, in this scenario, I don't know if I could have ever necessarily 100% been that person. I think Caroline was the person that kind of made that bridge. I will 100% always endorse that statement. Yeah. <laughs> and so... You know, and, and a lot of it came from, again, my, you know, just, just that was taboo. You don't get along with your ex-wife. It's, you're supposed to fight and, and this and that. Yeah. Um, but when you took Caroline from the equation and she's reaching out, um, that made it a huge difference. And, I, and like I said at the beginning of this, it was super awkward. I'm like, why do you want to be friends with my ex-wife? <laughs> Like what kind of and, and I was like oh man they're gonna gang up against me uh, and yeah. this is it gonna gone wrong. yeah <laughs> yeah and, it could have um uh, you know so yeah that'd be my advice is you know choose your your battles and then if your partner and being the the step parent that's you know involved is I think a lot falls on that person to make this successful it really does um. So, you know, I, obviously, yeah, I could have done better myself, um, but I think it took somebody to kind of guide me along. And it was always going to be Caroline, for sure. Like, 
Oh yeah. You weren't. You really just like you might have had the potential to be the man you wanted to be or the man that you had visions of becoming. You know, from day one. But like, I was not gonna bring that out of you. To be honest, I thought I was holding you back a little bit. <laughs> like when I self-reflect, I'm like, yep, pretty much held him back from maybe pursuing that sooner or um, starting on a journey sooner. But like when it comes to Caroline. Caroline was like, oh, you want to do this? Even though we have X, Y, and Z inconveniences, let's do it. Whereas I was like, no, let's hold on. You know what I mean? Like, there, there's just always going to be Caroline, you yeah. know, who's going to propel you forward. You know, but even in, even in that side, though, I mean, there's been times where, like, you guys didn't agree with something, and it would just completely just super aggravate, you know, Caroline and be like, I wish this or I wish that, you know, I don't they don't see this from that side but then I would see the internal battle working in her and then she would come out the other side and, and figure out like okay it wasn't worth that we'll you know we'll compromise and do that and I was like well if she can do it I can do it so well, you like, see my process that helped you yeah. start your process yeah. yeah well I have to say um I feel sane <laughs> I'm glad um, I got kind of emotional there for a minute. Um, I think in those seasons, I was so much like doing the work quietly, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. And so here we are 10 years later, and I feel like, okay, like, yeah. Thank goodness. But okay, yeah. I, yeah. I was going to add to that because <laughs> I think sometimes our story is so loud that, like, your part in it in the beginning is quiet, yes. And you, like, didn't. I don't until now. You don't get enough recognition recognition at the little pieces that you're doing behind the scenes. Break chipping away at his heart, taking him to church, getting him to back in school. Like those things that really just kind of built him up, you know, encouraged him to do those things. Uh, and I think it goes to show that the old adage opposites attract, like works well. It's like she is complete I am very one hundred percent spontaneous, like drop everything, spend my entire paycheck with <laughs> we're going skydiving or something like crazy, right? And like absolutely, and she's like, and I am too, back. which is why we had so much fun. <laughs> really, really back, yeah. yeah. Like, but if I think you and I would be like living under a bridge somewhere. Oh, for sure. <laughs> oh, so. absolutely. We would be broke up the river, having fun. Down by the river. <laughs> Down by the river. In a van. Yeah, but yeah, Caroline is definitely um, the one with the. Was that structure. like a year in our marriage where I like hated him? spontaneity and finally some someone one day like was sick of me complaining about this but and was like what made you fall in love with him and I was like oh spontaneity and he was like hello yeah yeah um it's the number one thing that frustrates you all right so I'm gonna get into a really hard question at least I, I'm curious if it's gonna be hard enough but if you could say one thing to breathe today what would it be uh oh well I don't know how to say this without like sounding like a a hole. Like, <laughs> I'm okay. sorry, not sorry. <laughs> yeah, I get that. I like that. I'm sorry that you know we went through all this. I left you and went through the divorce, and um, but then so much goodness came out of it that like, I'm not sorry. Yeah. So. Yeah. But it, you know, it was something. All this was completely unforeseen. How yeah. we were going to be. You know we are now so so yeah i'm sorry not sorry that's kind of <laughs> <laughs> the theory of it all right brie what's um, one thing you would want to tell her yeah there i mean I, gosh i could just 
take those same words, you know? Like, I'm sorry that um, it took so much time to un, un peel back these layers, I guess, you know? Um, I'm sorry for the, the parts that I played in, like, just not, I didn't, I don't feel like I stopped your progress, but like slowed it down a little bit, you know, like, um, we've, we've talked in a past episode and it was kind of in the podcast when I clicked, like it, I was like literally in real time processing this about how, um, she, I, I don't know, it was something we were talking about in the podcast and so it was college. yeah, and it, how, well, I was having a baby or I had the baby and you still want to go to college. I'm like, no, that's over. Like we had a kid, like we're, we're stepping in a different direction now. And kind of like pressured you to go that way and step up in that way. And you were like, no, but I want to step in this way. Like, I want to step up in my potential this way. And I was like, that's not what the world tells us to do. You know what I mean? So I really am sorry for my such limited beliefs then. Um, but yeah, I'm not sorry that it turned out this way because, geez. Yeah. We've done so many good things. And it's funny because when you're in the military, um, you know, to people that haven't been in the military that are listening to this, you got pregnant. Mm-hmm. We weren't married. Um, if we weren't married, I would barely ever see you guys. Right. That's just how the military works. Right. Like we're not married. You got to live on base in these barracks, and and it doesn't matter. We can be done by fourteen hundred or two o'clock and have nothing else to do. But the command is sitting in there until. You know, ten o'clock at night, twiddling their thumb. I, for the life of me, I never understood what what they do in there. But I, I think I think a lot of it was mit, uh, trouble mitigation in, yeah. for the military. I think like they get to the point where like we well, let them off too early, they're gonna go out and act like idiots and yeah. get in trouble, and then we gotta deal with it as the command staff. Whereas they let you out later, and it's like, well, it's already late. I'm not gonna go out. You yeah. Know, and, and after your accident, you were with a, a platoon that was or like that right because it was like a yeah so yeah it's when I got stuck in that remain behind platoon um well the rest of everybody uh, went on to Afghanistan it was kind of a crappy ordeal you had half more than half the guys that were there that didn't deploy were guys that went and intentionally did drugs so they would pop on a piss test mm-hmm. so they couldn't so they didn't go, have to go yeah. didn't have to go on deployment or they'd do something that was stupid that got them out of it but then you had maybe 35% of the guys that were legitimately injured and hurt. Like, yeah. I couldn't use my arm. Like, I had a lot of head trauma and, and whatnot. Left you behind with the best of the best. <laughs> and, like, and, and every time that platoon would get in trouble because these idiots didn't care, half of them were lined up to go to the brig yeah, <laughs> for something. And here I am getting punished for all these guys while I'm already living a life of, like, I'm in, like, the deepest moment of my life because the entire reason why I joined the Corps was so that I could go to war, you know, because... Yeah. I don't know, to me, in a time of war, I think that's kind of a man's rite of yeah. passage. Yeah, um, and you wanted to make a career of it. And yeah, so everything kind of... Really and I met you changed. after this accident. So Ryan was in a really bad accident. I, we, I know we mentioned this on a, a past podcast, and I don't know where we were playing this one, but um, and it really set a pace for a while in your military career, in your life, um, and I met you very briefly after that. So um, you were also not just growing and learning as a man, but you're healing from a huge injury or re-evaluating where your career was going. So there was a lot of like yeah, so, inner turmoil when I met you too, you know? So kind of going in full circle, like it was, it seemed like the most responsible thing to do Yeah. to get married. Yeah. 
so that I can come home to you guys and see you and have, you know, and help be there and be there for all the doctor's appointments that, you know, they're a little bit more open to you going and doing. Um, Can I ask, like, how old were you? I was 24, 23. I got out out when I was 24. I think I was 23. Yeah. 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 So. And you, and because of that situation, like, like, again, like the whole story, not sorry, like, yeah, that real, really all sucked. Like, that was all some really bad situations, but like, otherwise, I, you wouldn't, like you said, you wouldn't have seen Cheyenne. You would probably, there probably wouldn't have been us by the time you got back from a trip if you had like knocked me up before you went. You know what I mean? Like, there, yeah. the, the way that things perfectly happened, it really just blows my mind. Like, how that, yeah. we didn't have a car, and then Charlie, who was deployed, lent us his car for the whole time. Like, it was just these things that magically kept happening for us. Yeah. What's interesting, I think, in a roundabout way, you're kind of saying, like, I was trying to do the right thing by getting married, but at the same time, like, we were so young and immature, we, we didn't know what we were doing yeah. at the same time. But the responsible thing was to get married to provide financially time and insurance, like, the, the yes. things. Yeah. And, um, the insurance was there, you know, the, the, the money, so having that basic allowance um and housing and allowance that's and future vision like we both wanted to like move yeah. a kid out of california raise a kid out of california like we still have the and we still do we still can have those things in common like we still want to raise her in the country on good morals and values and stuff like that it was, but i know it's like we got here and we were like okay we're here bye yeah <laughs> <laughs> we got each other here and then all right that didn't work out let's go <laughs> i don't know Alright, so if you could um, say anything to Cheyenne, Ryan, what would you like to say to her on this podcast when she's listening to it one day? I mean, my biggest thing is, is my my regret is I'll never forget when it was like that was it and I walked out. Like I remember her sitting there on the top of those steps and that just crushed me. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, we were at such a time of turmoil that we were just a cancer for each other at that time. Yeah. Like I was dead set on on going to school and I, and with all the intention, you know, obviously paying, you know, being there for Cheyenne financially and this and that. But I knew once the separation started, it was going to be I wasn't going to see her for a while. Mm-hmm. Um. So that that hurt. Yeah. Um. So, but I'm sorry for putting her through. You know opportunities where she's like oh I'm so excited because this is going oh wait no I'm gonna be at my mom's this weekend or something that's exciting on your end of you know family life and she's like I'm so excited oh I'm gonna be at dad's you know that you know during that time and so she's always gonna have that that she feels that she's missing out um but Cheyenne if you're listening to this in the future I mean you get a lot out of it too I mean so much, I mean, for me it was different. For she she goes an hour, you know, two hours from here to there. Yeah. Me growing up, when I was a little kid, younger than her, they were putting me on an airplane by myself, yeah, and I'm like yeah. sitting there, and like I learned my communication skills. Yeah. I was very cultured because of it, um, and so I still see a little bit of that, you know, developing in her as well, and and she does get to experience, you know, two Christmases and this and yeah. that and all. And I'm not saying that's a, a great, great thing, but, um, you know, I just, I remember as a kid when I would 
leave California and come to Mission, Michigan, I'd be like sick to my stomach, like how much I missed my dad, yeah. my brother Aaron, my sister Megan. And then when I would leave Michigan to go to California, you know, I was just kind of sick to my stomach how much I missed like my sister Jordan. My brother David and I, we were never really close. He was kind of, yeah. I don't know, he was that headphones and on the drums kind of guy all yeah. the time. Um, he was older than I was. Um, but I, like, I miss a lot of my friends. Yeah. You know, but Michigan, I got away with murder in California. My dad lived a very strict life with me. That's so, true, yeah. So I got older. You did have two different lives. Yeah, so. Um, but I guess what the main thing that I want her to know is just because her parents were divorced does not mean that that has to be the way things are because it's how it was for me. It was like the divorce was like just another, I don't know, part of life. Yeah, yeah. Um, when it shouldn't be. Yeah. Um, so, and to really take your time, get to know the person, um, you know, before, you know, don't move in with each other too soon, you know, live your life experience life because the moment you have kids that's it yeah like a lot you're married to that person yeah i mean look at me i mean i'm i'm almost 40 years old and i'm finally able to like say hey i can somewhat pursue my dreams because my kids are getting older right you know granted you know sadie's still little little but but you're established and it took you yeah longer well i feel like because we have a blended family it took us longer to get here Mm -hmm. um which is like unfair in a way yeah and I don't want to say that's unfair to Chase and myself. Because, like, obviously I'm so blessed by all of this. Yeah. But in a way, in a roundabout way, it's like Chase and I sacrificed different types of growth because we started, like, way further back. Absolutely. And then, not back, but, like, we started with a big financial thing. Yeah. And money's not everything, but, like, it, it was like, okay, I can't just think about myself and this guy I'm dating more, I've got to think about the, the responsibility of a roof over this child's head, yeah. too. I mean, when we, in college, not in a million years was I ever thinking that I was going to find some girl in college that was going to be so willing to take on a child that's not her child, that's still in diapers, mm-hmm. you know, at the time, and shoot, I mean, I broke up with Caroline three times because I was like this can't be right (laughs) this can't be right like like, I cannot like just go I can't rebound from you know like this and whatnot and um like I need to focus on me and this and that and this kind of what happened is I I got to a, a, a kind of a tipping point in my life right there where if I would have continued on I would have been done with my degree at 26 years old and I would have that to move up into whatever job I had. Yeah. Um, and then, but then she was graduating as kind of my second year there at the college. Yeah. And she was moving to Charleston, no ifs, ands, or buts about it. So I was like, well, I'm moving to Charleston. So I transferred down to college in Charleston, put in for the police department. Here we and, are, years later, going back to college. Yeah. And so, I mean, it all got put on hold. But... It, but if I were to have done it any other way, I mean, if it, say I didn't stay with Caroline and I did finish up college, I, I don't know if I would ever met anybody that was more right to be Cheyenne's mom. Cheyenne's yeah. stepmom, yeah. yeah. Because, 
I mean, it was it was just like all signs like leaving. Well, yeah, in his first week back at school, he's already gotten hit on, and then he's like, "I'm way older this time." <laughs> no, I haven't been hit on. I was joking around her. I told her, I said, "You better come to this college and uh, come eat lunch with me." Uh, yeah, beat all these girls up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was trying. I was trying. Yeah, with my cool scooter. I was trying to get her to get, you get her to care. So like, so I get all like, wait, what? Who? You know? And she yeah. said, no, nobody's hitting on me. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was a text message and he was trying to like round me up and I was like, oh, ha, ha, give me a good smile. Like I was like playing along with it. All of a sudden, Caroline rips the door off of your next class and stomps in. <laughs> Every time I'm in class right now, I feel like a guest speaker. Yeah, I had to go there and present like a business plan, and all these kids were like, I think I would do a partnership, we shake hands, and it was just like very limited of what they know of business, but the last, you know, decade of my life has been business. learning business yeah. the, you know in the okay. real world yeah. I get up there and I'm like you know I'd do an, an S corp and I would pull money out of my whole life in, you know life insurance so that I can use capital up front and like all these different things and these kids <laughs> are like, like oh? who is this guy <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know and you should be this is summer school for kids so even even um, uh, Professor Banks gets up there and he goes, all right, after everybody gives her a thing, he's like, Every, out of everybody in this class, y'all got C's. And he looks over at this one coat and he goes, but this group over here, because of the way I explained why they wouldn't use an LLC or a partnership or limited partnership or something along those lines, is the reason why they got an A, right? And then he looks at me and he goes, and Ryan's kind of different. He's kind of... <laughs> <laughs> I gave it a own subcategory in class. He's got an A plus. <laughs> so, but honestly, I mean, at twenty something years old, college was I, I wasn't mature enough for. Yeah, it. yeah. I was. I bet you're having a completely different experience. And like now I'm like, well, shoot. Next year, this is my last year of GI Bill. Next year, I, I'm out of next semester. I'm out of GI Bill, so I have to fund this. Oh yeah. And so I'm looking at now like fifteen thousand dollars for the semester, and I'm like, and when and I get in, and the professor's like, it's Friday, let's get out early today. So I'm like, no, damn it, I want. <laughs> <laughs> Give us a pop quiz. <laughs> so like. Asked me that when I was 24, 25 years old. I was like, yeah. I'm out, going yep. to the bar or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Well, thanks for jumping on our podcast with us today. Um, it's really fun for me to sit back and like see y'all uh, dynamic today. And so thanks for being here and thanks for being vulnerable with us. Thanks, Ryan. You're welcome and thank you. <laughs>